Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Kendrick and I have just been talking and talking, I think, literally <laughs> for 25 minutes. And finally, yes. I was like, all right, I guess we should record. <laughs> I guess we, we should talk about some business. <laughs> some right. business stuff. This is 2024. It's the first week. It's over. We did it. We got through it. We did it. Kendrick's already on vacation. That was a good way to start your year, actually. Right. See, okay. Let me tell y'all. I've been telling people for years now, don't (laughs) take time off. Like, unless you got like a lot of family or something coming to town, don't take time off during the holidays because then people are just like, there's no one in office. So like you can have the office to yourself. You know, I'm working from home like most days, but you can have like the office to yourself. A lot of people really aren't emailing you. So like you can catch up on your own work. And then... When people are back in office, that's when you take your time off. Do it like the first or second week of the new year. Boom. You get you just get to relax and luxuriate in the fact that everyone else is stressing the hell out about emails and getting caught up from being out for two weeks. And you're just like, oh, can't relate. Sorry. That is actually like a super pro tip. Mm-hmm. That I'm is a you. pro tip. I'm telling you. Huh. Y'all get into it. Yeah, because then everyone's like annoyed they're back from the holiday and you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to see you guys when I'm back from my vacation. And then the worst thing about it is everyone's back and like now they're trying to like rush and get their stuff done. So now they're rushing you to help them get their stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. Not dealing with this. Sorry. Find (laughs) someone else to do it. Can't help you. Can't help you. Sorry. (laughs) Whoopsie. Well, 2024 has already taken a marriage. Rachel Lindsay's now soon-to-be ex-husband filed for divorce and is seeking spousal support and compensation for his legal fees. What? I'm shocked. Me too. I mean, she did. It's it's funny. She had just gone on the vile files or however Mm -hmm. you say that guy's name, and and was and dropped enough hints, like enough like red flags, like we've we're living separate lives. We're working a lot, that kind of thing. So there were hints there, but uh, she's clearly been blindsided because some source close to her said she's taken it day by day. Oh. What a dick. How dare you seek spousal support? Right? Why, how is she, why is she richer than you? Because she's what? She was better on the platform? Like, you, what, what are you doing, sir? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's wild to me. Like, all this is wild. I really thought that, like, they were one of the... See, you just never know... What's going on in someone's household? I feel like we're so... I'm always so blindsided by, like, certain celebrity divorces. Like, this is one of them because I feel like, one, she was one of the few reality TV stars that genuinely had her head on her shoulders. (laughs) And we don't see that too often, so... He seems to like used to, he used to dote over her and used to really like you know the it's weird right like I feel like it's maybe jealousy from him. I can see that might be where the spousal support thing comes in, right? You know what? It's always these guys that like put on this front that like you know they're so this and they're so that, but then they turn into the Jason Hoppies of the world. And then they want to just be men laying around, mm-hmm. not doing anything with their life, which I get. You know, there's a whole argument out there. People saying, well, you know, uh, well, you know, women will want to, you know, this like that. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Oh, you mean know. like the equality thing? Like, oh, women, women. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. whenever a man like sues for, um, you know, spout, there's always a subsection out there that's like, well, it doesn't matter because, uh, you know, had the shoe been on the other foot, you know, the, the shoe always. on the other footers, you know, every time. The hypothetical people. It's like, well, we're talking about this situation right now. And I could bet you money that if she were to have filed, she wouldn't have been seeking spousal support. No, he probably got a damn dime to give a no way check. Right? <laughs> so, Not a red nickel. Um, mm. Another thing that happened already this year is Tom Sandoval, Tom Schwartz, and their friend Kyle Chan, who does, he's like the jeweler that they all use. Mm-hmm. They went to Thailand and posted that they were going to a ping pong show, which by now, how do we not know that these are like typically performed by women that are being trafficked? Right. And then 
Tom Sandoval goes to one of, they all go, but Tom Sandoval poses with the tiger at one of those things where they're like feeding the tiger to distract the tiger so that the tiger's like standing on Tom's back. No. Jeez. Jeez. No one, this is, we've already known, we learned it's animal cruelty. They don't treat them well. They do like really shitty things to get them to pose for pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, Face Reality 16 posted about how they would put, like they take a lighter and they put it under the, under the, their nose so that they lift their head up for the photo. Oh. And even in this, even in the shot that they showed, it's clear this tiger, this is not a natural thing for this tiger to be doing, to be like standing on a human's back, but they're like bottle feeding it or something to try to like get it to stand up. It just, it looked so, it just, how, like, how did you even want to go there? Ew. But why do people even want to do this? Like, That's what, what I'm what's saying. The- like, look how, look at how fucked up this is. Doesn't it make you sad? Goodness. Like the tiger needs to just be being a tiger. It doesn't need to be. It's they're not tourist attractions. Oh. Look at how Tom's so proud of himself, too. He's like, yeah, that's right. I've you couldn't I well, you know what? Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. I'll about to say you can't be this dense to like not even realize this, but maybe he is. Maybe he's just so damn dense that he would think that, oh, this is a great idea posting this on my social media for everyone to consume. Me, you know, I it's a certain breed of those damn Vanderpumpers <laughs> that just, I don't know if they get a kick out of being viewed as idiots by the rest of society or what it is, or I don't know if they have to see who's what emotional intelligence can be the lowest to keep their job <laughs> or what it is, but it's like a they, competition. It's gotta be like, it, I don't know. It's gotta be like the squid game challenge or whatever, like where they're just like all vying for the same job and, Oh boy! And Tom, people were tagging tagging Lala and Lisa because like Lala has been very outspoken about shutting down like water parks that have animal, you know, like mm-hmm. Sea World, right, know, right, like, right. By now, hello, uh, mm-hmm. and of course Lisa Vanderpump, and like they haven't even made a state like Tom Sandoval, Tom Schwartz. They haven't even come out and been like we we were unaware. They just do you they, they stand on it. Do you think that my lips are like, I'm drinking, I, you know, I only drink water, but like I have this like flavored, this like, um, what is it? Zero calorie, like no sugar, uh-huh. kind of like additive in it. And I feel like my lips are getting like redder and redder as we talk. So like y'all don't mind. It looks good. Don't mind me. Ooh. Thank it looks you. like a little, like a rouge on a your A little lip. Fendi mm. 455. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> sure. There we go. I don't know. I made up some shit. Um. I feel like I forgot. See that I got distracted by my own stuff. I don't even know what the hell. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna ask you. That's what it was. Do you think that like when stuff like this happens, do you think this is interference from the higher ups, like specifically telling them not to comment on this? Because I'm sure that like Bravo's probably getting tagged in a lot of stuff, saying, "Hey, Andy, do you see Bravo, this? Yeah. Right? Do you see this? What's going on?" And so like they're not, they're hoping it just dies off and not wanting to make a statement about it. And then if the cast members are constantly responding to it, then they'll be like, okay, you're giving us more life than we wanted to actually have. Like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes the higher ups yep. get involved and like kind of put a little silence on the cast. They did it with Jersey way too late. They hope they do it again and just like not give us this new season anyway. I uh, just feel like that. I don't know. I feel like them. I feel like this is probably some interference going on. Cause I feel like nothing in life has ever shut Lala up about anything so her not taking a stance about something that she's very passionate about feels interferency to me i could see that there was mm. i don't know if you were if you were even aware that this was happening because i don't think you watch either of these shows but below decks chef the the i can't remember her name but she's like the notoriously like fiery one who's quit mm-hmm. mid charter and like she's kind of mm. whatever she kind of went rogue out of nowhere and started posting on Twitter. This is maybe a year or two ago about how she had this horrible interaction with Austin from Southern charm and Mm, summer house. You may know from that Mm -hmm. um, where she, the story was not, the story didn't really add up, but she just went rogue and was talking about how they got prefer her uh, Austin and Craig got preferential treatment on some level. Some some production was mm-hmm. involved, like something with execs or production was included in her rant. Mm-hmm. And then she posted 
the follow-up text she got from someone at the network that was oh, like, I remember, please take yes. this down. And so she's like, oh, they're going to try to silence me or whatever. So I'm sure there is some type of interference like that because we've seen mm-hmm. it. Yep. I did, now that I believe, I, I do remember that story. I don't remember her name. Though. I know, see, I'm, I know most of the like Bravo people, like, you know, the Southern Charmers, I know the Summer Housers and all the other people. I, I know them. I just... Whether I choose to watch your show or not is just yeah, exactly <laughs> a whole thing, a whole thing. Well, let's move on to the next toxic man I have mm. to talk shit about. Tommy Lee is a cute has been a this was a little bit before actually the first of the um, year. Tommy okay. Lee has been accused of sexual assault. Uh, yeah, this the story mm. though is so believable. <laughs> it's so like, yeah, this happened. Well, he assaulted all of us with that super random dick pic he dropped on Twitter that one day, like one day last year. Like, do you remember that? No, <laughs> it was it was out of the complete blue. He just dropped the dick pic on Twitter, like for everyone to see. We're like, okay, <laughs> like hi, how are and then you? deleted it. I don't even know if he deleted it. I feel like uh, if, you, if you search like right now, like Tommy Lee. Twitter pick Twitter dick. <laughs> right. Let's see. I'm going to do it right now. Tommy Lee Twitter. Mm-hmm. Let's see what pops up. Twitter picture. <laughs> <laughs> Click on images. You can see what, what Hold on. There. that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I know. I have to see what this is. Oh my God. Oh, but it's blacked out. God damn it. Oh wow. So he posted it like that. I he feel was like just I remember... sitting there with his dick out. Yeah. <laughs> Sir. Okay, so he's assaulted all of us. Yes. So this complaint, oh, I guess this complaint was filed. It was filed on January, or this was the when the article came out, January 3rd. Mm-hmm. In a civil complaint obtained by People, Motley Crue drummer 61, which is just crazy, Jeez. has been accused of sexually assaulting a woman who anonymously filed as Jane Doe around February 2003 on a helicopter ride from San Diego to Van Nuys, California, which she claims she was, quote, lured under false pretenses by Tommy Lee's personal helicopter pilot, David Martz. He can still the, afford a personal This was in 2003. Oh, 2000. I thought it said 23. Okay, 2003. Okay, that makes 2003. Sense. Okay, okay. So, okay, the height of his, yeah. Right, we'll give it to him, okay. <laughs> the plaintiff is now requesting damages for sexual assault, gender violence, intentional infliction of emotional distress and negligence, and demanding a jury trial, according to the complaint. Oh, the complaint was filed on on December 15th. That's why I remember it being before. Yes, Which so... I'm uh, assuming there had to have been some kind of... My, my thought, at least, this is me being ridiculous because I know, like, true crime and shit. Right. This, to me... It can't be a coincidence that it was exactly 20 years later. Mm-hmm. I feel like there has to have been some kind of statute or NDA, like something in place to where she agreed not to say this. Like a, a Cassie kind of thing. Because I feel like Cassie probably had something in place too. And then she let the chopper sing as soon as that went away. Which, smart, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I, I wonder if there was something in place that made her like have to wait all this time to not until she can actually say something. Yep. Oh. And now that they've got that, what's that, that, um, I can't remember the, the, the victim one, the, the, the law that allows victims even after the statute of limitations. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is that damn thing called? It's the one that Cassidy, that Cassidy was able to file under. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. We all, called, I think we know yeah. what I'm talking about though, but yeah. because thank, thank God because of that. And that thing, right. Pr- pr- men everywhere were like, God damn it. Why'd they have to make that thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought I got. I thought I was clear. I Terrible I was, people. I thought Terrible I was people. in the clear. Mm-hmm. So according to Jane Joe, she became friends with the helicopter pilot and had been. In, he had invited her to ride in the helicopter a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but around February of 20, 2003, on a helicopter ride from San Diego to Van Nuys. Wait, oops, hold on. Uh, he had like convinced her to take this ride after a lunch uh, sometime in February. The day of the tour, the plaintiff claims lunch plans they'd scheduled prior to the trip were canceled last minute. In the complaint, she recalls that upon arriving at the hangar where the aircraft was, Lee was present, and Martz informed the plaintiff that he needed to take Lee to Van Nuys and that the trip would take no longer than 35 to 40 minutes. And then they got on the got on the helicopter. Per the complaint, Martz and Lee allegedly consumed alcohol, marijuana, and cocaine on board. 
And the pilot instructed the woman to just relax when she wasn't drinking. After the two men requested that the woman sit with them in the cockpit, with the drummer allegedly encouraging her to sit on his lap so that she would not miss the view, she felt immense pressure to join them, and she alleged that within a matter of minutes, Lee began groping and kissing her. According to the documents, the plaintiff plaintiff attempted to pull away from Lee, but he only became more forceful, and she claims that Lee began penetrating her with his fingers and attempting to force her to perform oral copulation. I love when they call it that. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness is right. Throughout the incident, Martz, the pilot who died in a 2015 plane crash, allegedly merely watched on smiling and the plaintiff ceased communication with him after the incident. Oh. Yeah. Can't you like see all of that? (laughs) Yeah, that is very believable. Right? Very believable. Yeah. He's like, this chick's here. She's going to want to fuck me. Exactly. His exact mentality. See, let me tell y'all something. All of you celebrities out there that are hell bent on doing these like uh, docu-series or like these (laughs) scripted series about yourselves. One of the problems is when you're involved and you like, he like gave Sebastian Stan like his blessing, his leeway, helped him out with like learning himself and all this kind of stuff. It makes stuff like this a lot more believable. Like, even if we weren't going to believe it in the first place, we damn sure believe because we saw how he was hacking on the damn show. So I'm just saying anybody that like might not have known who Tommy Lee, like his personality or anything like that was, but just enjoys a good programming. uh, I I think they're probably on the same page. I think they all kind of believe that this is something that you could do, sir. Right. Like it was I see it all. I mm-hmm. see it right in front of me. And also, how scary. She's on a hel- She's up in the air in a helicopter. Right. Ooh. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. So what? Okay. It was his private, you said private helicopter driver? Helicopter it was his, pilot? I, <laughs> whether it's his private or his friend or whatever. Yeah. Like she, so he, yeah. So he was, I'm sure he was, he was booked for the day, but they seem like friends mm-hmm. who he also just happens to have a helicopter. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm getting from it. Oh, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, gross. Gross men all around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This one, this next topic really pains me. It really oh, does. Dear. Dave oh, Chappelle's dear. new stand-up once again has a trans joke. And, oh, lots of them. Yeah, lots of them. And it's like, so the the way he opens it is he does one of his long stories that ends with a punchline, which usually, mm-hmm. it's like he kind of does the same formula, which is all, which is great. It's actually very amazing writing. It's really, mm-hmm. really good. But because he got so much heat for the last one um, for being just like transphobic, no doubt. There's nothing else to it, sir. It was you were transphobic. Mm-hmm. He does his whole joke about how he w- loved Jim Carrey. This was when he was when Jim Carrey was filming Man on the Moon. Yes. He was method in acting like Andy Kaufman the whole time. And so Dave Chappelle was really bummed out because he's like, I wanted to meet Jim Carrey, but I had to pretend he's Andy Kaufman. And he does this whole, whole thing, long story. And then he says, I say all that to say, that's how trans people make me feel. And the audience goes wild. And he's laughing. And he thinks it's so hilarious. And I was just so mortified that someone that it's in the same theater that he performed one of the best stand-up shows of all time killing them softly mm-hmm. that's like his original that's the one that sucked me into dave chappelle mm-hmm. and he's turned into this transphobic and as i can't remember who, who there was an actress who said it's giving trick it's giving disgruntled trick it's giving you tried to mm. kiss one of these dolls and they said that's extra money or something because it's get, like why are you so why do you not care that you're yeah. hurting people with your yep. words and now mocking them mm-hmm. it is I, it's such a bummer dude I can't remember who posted. Someone posted a clip of someone asking, uh, like, that very question. Like, who, like, in the community hurts you this much to where it's always focused on them? And I'm, you know what? A lot of people make me wonder, is it that you enjoy, like, this type of attention so much? Uh, or, you know, cause that's mm. what it feels like a lot of the times with me. Like, uh, whether it's Dave Chappelle or a lot of other people. I feel like people have taken the whole there's no such thing as negative publicity. I feel like they've taken it to 
like 10 times the level now in 2023, 2024, whatever. Like everybody feels like you can't truly be a villain. You can just be someone that doesn't get enough press or you can be so, you know, it's, it's a really weird, like the whole social media era has really taken us into like a, a weird space to where I don't even like everybody at the top, like especially comedians like Matt Reif, just not funny. Oh, well, uh, that was and just offend, right, And offensive. Like, how are you not funny and offensive? Like, geez. And then you've got like Dave Chappelle, who is funny, but like has to like pick the targets every single time. Like, it's, it's, it's no, I don't know. It's no, weird. no, Kendrick, you're, you're onto something because I think that like, there's this circle back that's happened where mm-hmm. we we were like all wanting to be sensitive to other people and listen, but there's a def- there's such a huge crop of the population mm-hmm. across the world mm-hmm. that is sick of having to watch what they say and embrace these people who are like fuck you, I don't care because mm-hmm. then they get, it's like that's who that's who Dave Chappelle's new audience is are the people right. who are like yeah fuck trans people. Uh-huh. Fuck gender pronouns. And you know what? It What's even weirder about that is, I don't know if like a lot of people set out to do that, but what's weird is that they don't course correct when it happens. Exactly. And so like, it's that... There must be they, a monetary value to this. Exactly. That's the only reason someone wouldn't like say like, hey, don't, you know, I, I know I make these jokes, but please don't attack these people. Don't do this. It's all comedy, like something like that. If people don't say like a disclaimer like that afterwards, yeah. it's for a reason. It's for I a reason. I agree. There's got to be, there's, a, I, I hadn't even, excuse me, heard of this term, but edgelord. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. I hadn't heard of it either. Okay. So someone sent me a Reddit thread. And Lore or Lord? L-O-R-E? Lord. D with Lord, a D. Duh. Okay. And some it was in it. Someone was talking about a podcaster. Mm-hmm. As of late, she's been going towards like more controversial opinions mm-hmm. that are like not PC. And I mm-hmm. guess that's called edge lord type of content. Oh. Where like that's what you do. You kind of like you go to the you go to the edge and you say like controversial shit that's like not PC. And that's like yeah. that's that's kind of your new persona. So I, I feel that. like there's a thing now. I think that's a thing. I think people, re- there's a value in it. And the people that you attract, you probably, because that's why when people get mad at like, like t- taking it to Bravo for a second, mm-hmm. when people will get mad when they find out that like someone has said a racist thing, mm-hmm. you can, you can go to that, that housewives page and they will have nothing but supporters and it yep. will be a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And so we don't realize because we're in our own bubble where we kind of assume everyone should want to be accepting and all that shit. Mm-hmm. That there's a whole market. Oh, of absolutely. Like who, especially the, the trans community, which is what's so sad. But like mm-hmm. even I'm seeing gay men agreeing with Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a so there is a market for it. But it's like mm-hmm. you want that. That's the market you want. Right exactly and people don't like that's why i said like they don't course correct at all not even like i get it like everybody needs like everyone has their audience but it's like if you didn't set out for that and that's not what you stand for then why why let people think that it is you know like yes i know it's it's we are in a weird time right now it's like it's like uh do you think it'll get better (laughs) i don't know i don't know because I didn't. I feel like we're going backwards. <laughs> so right. I can't tell because, like, there, like there, there's usually a clear marker that we're moving one direction, but I feel like mm-hmm. we're going the other. But like a lot, a lot of us are still like, wait a minute, hold on. I thought we were going this way. No, mm-hmm. we're not. Okay, so I it's don't know. Crazy. I don't. I either. have no idea. I'm like I said. I was shocked when the when the episode of Beverly Hills came out and the conversation with Dorit and Garcelle. I, I just assumed everyone was aware that Dorit is absolutely one of the worst when it comes to microaggressions. Right. She has been since the beginning of Garcelle's tenure on mm-hmm. the show. Maybe mm-hmm. not the beginning. In the beginning, she was more, they were, like they were more focused on Denise Garcelle's first season, and Garcelle wasn't really there. But yeah. after that, Dorit has been a whole mess with Garcelle. Weird. But the I'm not gonna I, the majority of comments on my TikTok about the conversation are against Garcelle. And you know what? I, 
it's it's weird because like depending on where you look, like obviously we know Garcelle fan favorite on the show. Her sudden like they're the ones that like get the you know that people love to kind of like you know egg on. They love to like see them like work. They love to see them on the show and like do their thing. I think that there is a very big like portion of the fans that when something like this happens, like they'll go along with the okay, that's the accepted favorite, that's fine, whatever. Until they get that inch to be like, oh, see, this is why we don't need her on a show. Yes. This is why she, why is she doing it? Why is she bringing this into it? It's like, well, no, she didn't bring it into it. Like, is she just supposed to like sit back and let all and of this happen in her face? And she does let it go. She lets so right. much go. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, I just want to, like, there's, and if she doesn't let it go, then you guys are going to say she always brings it up. So because she doesn't l- always bring it up, you don't realize how many times it's actually happened. Right. Exactly. It's weird. And it depends on, too, uh, like, where you look, too, because, I like, some of the, like, this. this Different platforms. Yep, yep. Yeah. This was one I was actually surprised because, like, normally, like, the Shade Room, the Neighborhood Talk, like, those kind of, like, pages normally don't. They'll talk about, like, Atlanta, Potomac, Merits and Merits, like, all the kind of stuff when it happens. But some of the other shows, not really. Something has, like, really happened. But, like, this made it to, like, all of the pages, and people were, you know, on a lot of those, they were saying how, like, the readers always, like, been doing this. And oh, this see, I should have gone to that. I should have gone there. <laughs> right. well, see, I should have found my pocket because I was, I had to turn off comments on my Instagram posts because I couldn't mm-hmm. keep reading over and over again people saying vicious things. Mm-hmm. And it, it's what it is. But they wait, like, wait in the corner for moments mm-hmm. like this so that they can attack because they honestly, those people have, like, the pent up rage against. Yes. You know. Well, also, <laughs> with, with Dorit, too, it's not like she doesn't bring it up to the show outside of exactly. her ignorance. So it's like, if you were good TV, like Erica, if you were good right. TV, we would accept your flaws and your ignorance. Because mm-hmm. Dor- uh, Erica had said some stupid shit, too. But mm-hmm. bitch, she's good TV. Exactly. Dorit, you give us nothing. Exactly. Literally nothing. You're so boring. It's wild. That's the most unforgivable wild. thing on reality TV. Absolutely. That we will not accept. Never. Well, now I seen you with Kiefer. I don't care about Kiefer. Are you looking at your wardrobe thinking, God, I need new clothes? And are you like me and you just don't know what to get yourself? Like besides workout pants, I don't know what to buy. Well, that is why Stitch Fix is fab for people like us. It's the best way to shop new styles and brands. Think of them like your style partner. Your stylist will learn about your tastes and collaborate with you on looks that you'll love without breaking the bank, of course. You just share your preferences, your sizes, your budget, and Stitch Fix sends you five items in a fix. That's what they call it. Right to your door with your choices in mind and sizes from extra small to 3XL, they'll find your perfect fit. Try everything on at home, keep what you like and send back the rest. Shipping and returns are always free. They have over a thousand brands and styles. So no matter what season of life you're in, Stitch Fix has you covered. Simply order a refresh as needed or set it and forget it with regular fixes. You're in control. Over time, as your stylist gets to know you more, Stitch Fix and their seasoned style experts will match you with greater precision to perfect pieces for you based on what you've liked, what you've not liked. It's so easy. In my fix, I got a dress that I would never, ever, ever pick out for myself. I just wouldn't gravitate towards it, but it is so flattering. It's a dress up, dress down kind of situation. And it was only like 65 bucks. So obsessed with it. Thanks, Stitch Fix. They just get me. And they'll get you too. Try today at stitchfix.com slash she speaks and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash she speaks. Stitchfix.com slash she speaks. 
Not well, bitch. Let's talk about microdosing. Have you ever heard of it? If not, this is how you can get that just right feeling, how you can perform better, feel healthier. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I love my microdose gummies. They're great for a day that's going to be really jam-packed with things to do. I tend to get a little anxiety when I've got a lot on my to-do list. I take one microdose gummy and I'm just, I'm in the zone. They have microdose gummies for the daytime, which help with a little bit more energy. And then they also have nighttime gummies. And those, I may eat three of those at night because, you know, I'm not doing anything. And they make me feel incredible. So relaxed so chill, ready for the next day. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code SHESPEAKS. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code SHESPEAKS for 30% off and free shipping. microdose.com, promo code SHESPEAKS. I will be a fun little with your boyfriend. I don't care about keeper. I pie. You're both hot. All right, to the next creepy... Per- man. Uh-oh. <laughs> Paula this is the Ab- creepy man episode. This is the creepy man episode. They, honestly, Paula <laughs> Abdul has sued Nigel Lithgow, mm-hmm. but also two other contestants from the show All-American Girls sued as well. Oh, so I didn't it, know that. I, yes. So the Paula Abdul standalone, fine, that's not great, but then the t- two contestants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, Nigel Lithgow always gave me the creeps. Okay. I was a huge So You Think You Can Dance watcher. Okay. Yeah. Like, I love So You Think You Can Dance, but he, there was just something not right about him. Something mm-hmm. not right. And the, he'd make us watch him tap. Like, he'd put himself in the damn show and be like, <laughs> look at me do a tap routine. And I'm like, you're horrible, sir. It's something about like that kind of teacher. It's always yes. kind of like, uh, I don't know. Don't Mm-mm. touch me, please. Don't touch. Yes, sir. Uh uh-uh. uh. Not Mm-mm. at all. But of course, his his um, quote that he gave is, or statement, sorry, to say okay. that I am shocked and saddened by the allegations ma- made against me by Paula Abdul is a wild understatement. For more than two decades, Paula and I have interacted as dear and entirely platonic. Friends and colleagues, yesterday, however, out of the blue, I learned of these claims in the press, and I want to be clear, not only are they false, they are deeply offensive to me and to everything I stand for. Mm. Mind you, the other lawsuit hadn't been filed yet. Whoops. (laughs) So he has now since taken a step back from So You Think You Can Dance and will not be appearing as a judge on this season of So You Think You Can Dance. He said he, it was like voluntarily. He said, I did it voluntarily. I didn't want to take away from the show. I'm like, yeah, OK. Um, but no according to that. according to Paula, this, these are the allegations Paula is claiming. She says that uh, it, during one of the early seasons of American Idol, Mr. Mm-hmm. Lithgow shoved her against the wall of a hotel elevator, grabbed her genitals and breast and began shoving his tongue down her throat. That alone is traumatizing. Exactly. God. Ms. Abdul said in the lawsuit that she tried to push Mr. Lithgow away and that when the elevator doors opened, she ran to her hotel room and called one of her representatives in tears. Oh. Yes. Um, Also, there's more stuff. Um, After leaving American Idol, Ms. Abdul was a judge on So You Think You Can Dance, working alongside Mr. Lithgow in 2015 and 2016. She says in the lawsuit that Mr. Lithgow again made advances during this time while she was at his home to discuss work. Lithgow forced himself on top of Abdul, mind you, she's tiny, while she was seated on his couch and attempted to kiss her while proclaiming that the two would make an excellent power couple. Gross. Abdul pushed Lithgow off of her, explaining that she was not interested in his advances and immediately left his home. Uh, She also accuses Mr. Lithgow of verbal harassment, saying that he called her at one point and told her that they should celebrate because, quote, it had been seven years and the statute of limitations had run. (gasps) No. (laughs) No. From the like from the elevator time or from I the guess. house? I guess. Ew! 
Yes, she's also, mm. this is smart, she's also brought the lawsuit against production companies behind American Idol and So You Think You Can Dance, accusing them of negligence. Absolutely. That's what you got to do. You got to go after Who the Who is that production one. company? Is that, that's not Shad, is it? I don't know. Mm. Is wonder. it? I don't know. I'll look it up while you talk. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, she left American Idol in 2009, and there was speculation that it was a result of disagreements about pay disparities. But in her lawsuit, Ms. Abdul says that as a judge on American Idol, she was, okay, this is kind of funny to me, discriminated against in terms of compensation and benefits. She describes her relationship with the show's producers and other judges as strained from the start, saying that she was the target of, quote, constant taunts from Mr. Lithgow and others involved in the show, and that selective editing made her appear inept. You know, it's tough because she was a little, <laughs> she was just yeah. the kooky, the kooky, silly judge. People used to like, generally would get on social media and be like, is Paula a little okay. tipsy? Or like, yes. is she all right? right? Like we would think that like, so, oh, Paula. It's, it's that's, that's a little tough. Yeah. Because like. Fremantle. Oh, Fremantle. Mm-hmm. And 19 Entertainment. Ah. Yeah. So you no think you. you can dance in American Idol? Like I can imagine. I can only imagine how many weird things happen for the contestants too. Like I feel like this is about to be a domino. Me effect. too. Oh yeah. Right. That's why I was shocked when she was the only one that said something. I was like, but I didn't know about these other two lawsuits. I could imagine, not even just like let like we'll take it out of like the sexual harassment lane. I can imagine like the things that like producers, judges, like anybody has just said to these people that's just like just blatant harassment not even like sexual just like blatant harassment that no one's come forward to because they're like well it's hollywood this is what i deserve exactly this is what i deserve in order to make it and it's like it's okay to treat people with respect like you don't have to expect like to be treated like absolute garbage just to like make it in hollywood like that's crazy and that was so our thought process for so Mm -hmm. long you know like that's just what we assumed like if you Mm -hmm. want it it's gonna be tough you know right exactly So with the other, with the All-American Girl contestants, um, it was a talent competition which aired for one series in 2003. He has not been named in the court documents, which have been seen by the BBC, but U.S. media says that they have verified it is him in the lawsuit. According to the documents, the two women claim he repeatedly he would repeatedly turn up to their dressing rooms and quote openly swatted and groped their bottoms while they were no. wearing dance costumes. I could see it. How creepy. I could see it. The women also alleged that Lithgow took both of them back to his home in Los Angeles following a party after the show's finale, where he is said to have made unwanted sexual advances on them. One woman says he, quote, engulfed her in his sweater and tried to kiss her, which she rejected. The other alleges he pinned her against a grand piano and tried to force his tongue into her mouth. Both women who have filed the suit anonymously are suing him for alleged sexual assault and battery, sexual harassment, negligence, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Get him! Please. See, this is why I'm glad um, that they're suing for, like, they're suing a production company, too, because you can't convince me that other people, after all these years, American Idol started how long ago? And you're trying to tell me that right. after all these years, he's it's only been one time he's been a problem. No, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are from every single season. It's people about to come be forward. like Diddy, where it's just like one after the next after mm-hmm. the next. And you know, you know what it's gonna take? It's gonna take someone like a because uh, I, I genuinely believe Fantasia is about to get an Oscar nomination for mm-hmm. uh, the color purple. It's gonna take like a Fantasia, a Kelly Clarkson. Uh, like some uh, a Carrie a Underwood, name. someone one of them to like say, well, he was inappropriate with me too, in order for this to be like taken super seriously. Because I feel like for some reason there, I feel like people are gonna try to like push this aside because it's Paula Abdul, and because of the way she said, the way she was presented on TV for so long, that's probably the only image people have of her. Like now, especially younger generations that don't really like know, you know, that's Paula Abdul. You know, like they don't know. Like Polly Abdul's reputation, not reputation, her uh like pedigree. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I don't know. I that it's I feel like uh hopefully they make it right, but I have a feeling that it's gonna take like a downpour t- yeah. of yeah other stuff to happen before you know. 
Well, this also is interesting because there's this big, this is the next one. There's this big love is blind, Paul, uh, lawsuit. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's actually, it's a little bit bigger than just the one love is blind thing. Right. Renee Posh. Is that how you say her name? Posh, Renee, whatever. She was a contestant. You watched, did you watch love is blind? Yeah. I always watch. Okay. Um, so, don't remember her though. <laughs> don't remember. I was gonna say, do you remember her? Okay. No, Renee. How do you spell the last name? P O C H E. Okay, let's see. Oh, I'm. Oh, she was the one with. Uh, no, wait a minute. I think she was one of those with that bigger guy, like with the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they weren't like on. They were on the show, but like they weren't one of the couples we followed. Oh. They were kind of. Well, I bet this is probably why. So mm-hmm. Carter Wall, was that the name of the guy that she ended up with? Yes, yes, yes. So she, it says uh, he landed a spot on the, sh- on the series despite being allegedly broke, jobless, unhoused, violent, and addicted to amphetamines and alcohol. Yikes. Yeah. A stunning feat given the thorough vetting done by Delirium TV. Um, posh. I'm going to call her Posh, says she was forced to spend long stretches of time alone with Wall, who she describes as abusive on and off camera. So she had made public remarks about this, like she had come out and said this, and Mm -hmm. Delirium sued her for violating her NDA, and they were seeking, get ready, $4 million. Stop it. When she got paid $8,000 to do the show. Well, now she's represented by Brian Friedman and Mark Garagos, a.k.a. the same lawyers that are representing Bethany and the whatever. So they're like on it, right? They're all exact. I know. That's why Uh, Bethany should not have ever gotten involved. She's ruined everyone else's reputation with this. Now I'm looking at these guys sideways. Exactly. uh." I'm like, what are you? Yeah. Now I feel like they're ambulance chasers, like not actual like you should have got Gloria Steinem or somebody like, you know, oh, no, it was Gloria Allred. That's who you should have gotten, like get her involved. But instead we got. But anyway, so these guys say at first I thought that these reality contracts were some sort of prank, says Garagos, Uh, noting that he began to see the full scope after working with Frankel. Shut up. What Renee suffered and Bethany exposed is not just rampant, but part of a dirty industry secret. We fully support thousands of claimants to come forward when they realize that these so-called contracts are not just illusory, but also illegal. And I'm assuming this is like you can't ever talk about anything that happens on the show. It's one thing not to give away story, but you also like you shouldn't gag people to talk about their employer and what their working experience was. So mm-hmm. that I can that's why Bethany getting involved sucks because like these are legit issues. Like they right. should not be able to like gag order everybody mm-hmm. when there's been problems. Another I forgot that Tran Tang Tran Dang, another season five participant, is suing delirium and kinetic content, not Netflix. For sexual mm-hmm. assault, false imprisonment, and negligence. However, Dang is not looking to break her contract, marking a key distinction. Like, she's not trying to do that. Studios, okay. and this this is legit. Studios have privately wondered when someone would challenge these provisions. Like, NBC has already publicly backed away from enforcing confidentiality clauses following the August litigation hold letter that, you know, Bethany had her lawyer send, insisting that Mm -hmm. they are not intended to prevent disclosure by cast and crew of unlawful acts in the workplace, and they have not been enforced in that manner, when they absolutely have. Right. Uh, In Posh's case, Delirium was attempting to enforce an agreement, and also they fucking sued her. Right. So, yeah, they were. So, yeah. The weird thing about season five was that, uh, spoiler alert for a show that's months and months and months old. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, I think by the end of season five, there were only two couples, like, to follow. Like, I the show, you know, we started off, like, we got couples like Lauren and Cameron when the show first started. Like, we all are still obsessed with Lauren and Cameron. We're rooting for them. The day she announces that, like, she uh, is, is pre- cause, you know, like, she says she wants to have kids and they'll have them one day. They're just enjoying being by themselves. Like, the, it's going to be like when Beyonce announced it because, like, we've all, like, seen that story from the beginning and we've been following along. Like, we love Lauren uh, Speed. We love Cameron. Like, that's a couple right there. These past couple of years, like, I I think now the show has gotten so popular that they went into, like, this, we got to crank it out, you know, beyond all measure. Because, you know, it premiered, it was already done, but I think it premiered, like, while COVID was happening. 
And so I think get you know they already had a couple in the can if I'm not mistaken. Like mm-hmm. they they had like two seasons already like going at the same time, so they were ready to like put those out. But then like they had to kind of speed things up and get stuff. You can tell like I don't care what anyone says, the vetting process can't possibly mm. be what it was because some of these people on here are so gross, so like Ooh. I like it, it's well yeah like, that fucking guy shake. That's Love yes. is Blind, right? I watch, House I'm of watching, Villains. Uh, House yes. of Villains. And like, when I was, rec- Donnie and I would just say all the time, like, he, we don't want to ever see this man on TV again. No. <laughs> I don't know why he was on there. Like, Yeah. No, like, he, this off. isn't like a fun villain. He's just right. a piece of shit. He's just gross. Right. The way he talks about women and does all. Yeah. He literally, like, he got left at the altar by uh, his, w- which was like one of the happiest moments in reality TV history. But he's the one that got left at the altar. And then when they asked him about it, he made it seem like, well, I'm glad she's the one that said it because I didn't want to be the one to go ahead and tell her that I didn't want to be with her. Uh, and all. Uh, like, like, like he was the prize oh, of the situation. Okay. Like, get out of here. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. So yeah, those blondes got to do better. I believe every word of this, and uh, I, didn't, yeah. I mean, I didn't know all because he he was on some episodes. Like her and him were on some episodes, but they were just like, you know, um, do you watch Love Is Blind? Mm-mm. Okay, so they like they all we know the couples that we're following, but like if there there are sometimes other couples that like make it out of the pods. But we just won't follow their journey. But they'll still come to, like, the big group stuff. Like, they'll be invited by the other cast members and, like, all this kind of stuff. So, they'll be there. So, they were kind of, like, the ancillary characters of the season. But we just know nothing more about them. Like, they... I remember him, like... He seemed so rational whenever we have, like, some kind of conversation. Because there was a big argument, like, going on. And he was trying to, like, you know, downplay and stuff like that. But mm. I, I can imagine everything she's saying. Wow. Yeah. What a nightmare for her, too, because, like, they take your phone, they take everything because they're, like, you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be all on lockdown, and then you're stuck with this guy. Ooh. Bad. Yeah. For the last, for the last roundup topic, T.I. and Tiny. Oh, dear. I specifically haven't learned anything about this because I wanted to hear from you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, I forgot, like, I hadn't put together that it was Tiny, Tiny. Like, Tiny. Queens of R&B, tiny, yep, candy best friend. I hadn't, mm-hmm. like, put it together mm-hmm. that I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I remember hearing, because, like, T.I. had said something kind of weird a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and it, and it like, brought up people being like, well, hello, like, his wife and, and him are being whatever. And I just, I didn't put it together. So when I realized, like, Tiny, that's, that's, that's like Candy's friend, Tiny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is from the original um, investigation. So they're under investigated by the LAPD. This is back in 2019, I believe. And it's so weird how much it mirrors what Phaedra and Portia claimed Candy had done. Mm. There's drugging involved. And it's like, it, yeah. So, okay. So this is from, this article is from 2021. Uh, Tyrone A. Blackburn, a lawyer representing multiple women who have made accusations against the Harrises in several states, said that one of his clients had met virtually last month with detectives for the Los Angeles Police Department regarding an incident that occurred in 2005. Okay. The woman, a, a military vet, which I think this, I, mm. I believe, is also a vet. The woman, the new, the new client is also a vet, right? Mm. Isn't that bizarre? Yes. Who requested anonymity to protect her family, said in an earlier interview with the New York Times that she met the famous couple in the VIP section of an L.A. club. Miss Harris offered her a sip of a drink that the veteran later claimed, later came to believe was spiked with the drug that left her incapacitated. Oh, T.I. and Miss Harris then raped her in a hotel room, the woman said, calling the incident a life-altering trauma, obviously. The couple has denied anything was non-consensual. Okay, hold on. There's more. There was another one. Hold on. The police obviously declined to discuss this because it's like still an active investigation. Uh, In February, Mr. Blackburn sent letters to law enforcement authorities in Georgia and California calling for criminal inquiries on behalf of 11 people 
who said they had been victimized by the Atlanta-based couple or members of their entourage. Yikadoodles. The letters described, quote, eerily similar experiences of sexual abuse, forced ingestion of illegal narcotics, kidnapping, terroristic threats, and false imprisonment at the hands of T.I., Miss Harris, and their associates. Whew. So this already been a problem. Well, now there's a new one. Ooh. This new one, I know. So it's kind of like, so it's, it is real, right? Like that's, I mean, how can it not be, right? Okay. Yeah. So this is now from 2005 and the Jane Doe accuser, let me see if I'm making this up or is this the same person? Oh no, this is a different person. No, Jesus Christ. Uh, The plaintiff... The suit describes the plaintiff as being in her early 20s when the assault happened and asserts she was serving in the U.S. Air Force at the time. I don't, is this the same person? After alleging being introduced by the couple um, named Caviar by the who she met at the house. Let me see. The night before the assault, the plaintiff says she was separated from her group and ended up alone with T.I. Tiny and two other women who were ultimately asked to leave. While the alleged incident occurred almost 18 years ago, the time frame to refile the lawsuit was recently reopened thanks to the California Sexual Abuse and Cover-Up Accountability Act. Boop, there we that's go. what it was. There it mm-hmm. is. The couple obviously has denied it. Duh. The lawsuit includes a graphic and detailed account of the abuse that purportedly mm. occurred that night. As the plaintiff's attorney recalls, T.I. allegedly forced Jane Doe to watch pornographic movies and then, quote, demanded she begin rubbing oil on his back and naked body. While Tiny proceeded to get on the plaintiff's back while she was still naked and grind back and forth on her back. Drugged and pinned down to the bed by Tiny, the accuser claims that T.I. proceeded to slide his toe into the plaintiff's vagina. Plaintiff grew increasingly sicker and felt extremely ill by the assault and battery she was experiencing. She claims T.I. approached her and asked, are you all right? Looks like you in last place after she went to the bathroom to vomit. The altercation ended with the accuser being escorted by a security guard out of the hotel room the next morning while in, quote, serious pain. Mm. What is Candy going to say about this? I don't know. Has she, I, I, I didn't even check. Has she even released no, a statement or addressed it or anything? She stays out of it because, you know, this isn't the first, you know, it's, this is kind of a recurring theme a little bit. So I don't know. You remember, uh, what was it? Some allegations, it has been back in like, I don't know, whenever they were filming the third Ant-Man movie, which just came out in 2023. So okay. he, you know, he was a part of, he was in part one, he was in part two. Oh, that's but right. He, yeah, he, he wasn't invited back for the third one. So, I, mm, you know, it got, you know, it, that whole lawsuit came out and then they, Marvel put out a statement, you know, he won't be a part of the third movie and all this kind of stuff. So, I don't know. They, yeah, because like well, didn't T.I. make some weird comment about his daughter? Yeah, he's like, he, he encourages like his sons to go out and have sex and stuff like that. But he like, he says something, I think it was what he goes to the gynecologist appointments with her or something, something like that. Yes. Yeah, something really weird like that. Oh, yeah. So that like kind of put him on my creepy radar, but I can't mm-hmm. believe I didn't realize it was tiny, tiny, mm-hmm. the tiny candies, fucking R and B queens, tiny. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> that it had to have been? I don't know when Tiny and Toya used to come. I don't know if this was Tiny and Toya. Yeah, it had to been Tiny and Toya. So this is like when I was, I think maybe a junior in college. Uh, it was on the show. Her and Tiny, her and Toya had a show on BET, just about their lives. And um, around that time, there was a story that broke about her going to visit. He was in jail at the time. Her going to visit him and her getting kicked out of the prison. I think being put on. I don't know if she got put on the block list or what happened, but because she was doing some stuff under the table that the guards saw. Do you remember the story? No. It was a whole thing and they addressed it on the show too and they like laughed it off. Yeah, like so it I, they've always kind of had a reputation of being Oh shit. Yeah, you know, freaky oh. freaky you know. Well, so just <laughs> the, the irony that Candy was falsely accused of drugging Portia. Right. And then having that like I wonder what year that was. 
when like when, did when, like would Candy have even known about those allegations against Ti and Tiny when when Phaedra whatever claimed that she was drugging Portia? Oh, probably. I'm assuming. Shit. That's I mean, it's no not, wonder Candy's like this is fucking dangerous to accuse me of that. I'm about to send you this website <laughs> what are you sending me it's when that happened like this is back in 2011 is when this was and so that was when 2011 uh, yeah when tiny was oh i see yeah. <laughs> about the hand job yes the jailhouse hand job <laughs> god man this is wild because they have mm-hmm. a lot of kids right yes six between six, them I that's think. right yeah Two young, six, maybe seven. I think, you know, most, there's heiress now. So I think maybe seven. Jeez. Demonic, yep, seven. Um, well, we say? are here you, for the victims. Yes, always. You, I, someone told me that, like, um, I forgot. And I feel like Candy alluded to it on the show one time. But, you know, people, like, uh, kind of group them together sometimes. Yeah, but, like, yeah. people say that that. The NDA that like Todd and Candy have people sign is like ironclad, and that's why we haven't heard anything. I'm, you know, if if the day comes out where like somebody Shut files up. something against, I know if something if that day comes and they file something against Candy, I will be distraught. I'm not gonna be able to handle that. No, I'll be distraught. So y'all leave. <laughs> I'm gonna say y'all leave Candy alone. I'm, I'm hoping See, that she didn't do anything. I hope she's not work. one of them. Here's the thing: Candy doesn't drink. So, right. like, that's the only thing that makes me feel like maybe there isn't. But now I'm like, mm-hmm. Todd does. Right. Oh. But I also feel like Candy's, like, kind of goody two-shoes, too. Yeah, She's but just she is like freaky deaky. Free- exactly. That's her thing. So I think, I don't think it's, I don't think we have to worry. I, I don't, don't yeah, like, I'm going to take that I'm tiny. T.I. and Tiny, this is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> this is from, like, 2003 and shit. So, like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, we got to, we need to address this. This is... This needs to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> well. Thank you, 2024, for a bunch of creepy people doing Ooh. creepy things. Exactly. And we didn't we didn't even, like, we got all of this and didn't even talk about Cat Williams. Like, can you imagine, like, y'all are, like, off to a start to the new year. Good Lord. But, like, this is going to be the year for the music industry finally getting, like, fully exposed. It's a reckoning. Uh-huh. Because the Me Too movement was great, but so many musicians said, this hasn't even touched the music industry business yet and it is probably mm-hmm. the worst of all of them mm-hmm. which i believe we we got a heavy we got i feel like one of the biggest heavy hitters though we got diddy, diddy. i feel like with that, that now big. that that's been secured yeah now that that's been secured i feel like it's it's about to rain uh-huh it's about that, to rain that is good we are happy for that and people have said stuff about him for years and people just like ah, oh, whatever i know yeah you know yeah mm-hmm no, finally, darkness just a beyond like mm-hmm. R. Kelly. Yep, yep. Had a whole entourage going to the mall looking for high school girls. Wild. All right, well that wraps us up, I guess. Thank you, Kendrick. Thank you. I really, I have. We haven't recorded in so fucking long. I know. How long has it been? I feel like we always say that, but then I feel like it's been sooner than we realize. I had literally had to go back, but when I was uh like getting ready to sign in. I had I went back through your like lives and I looked, I was like, okay, what was I wearing the last time? <laughs> Cause I was like, I don't want to get on here. And we're the, in the same, same one. Thing. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I guess it was. We did the we did P- the P- the one with the live with Pia. Yeah, but that feels like forever ago too. When was that? When <laughs> was no that? Idea. I don't know. I don't it had to be in December, right? No, right? Yes it was. It was like an end of the year wrap up. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So it wasn't too terribly long, but still we still we're used th- to doing better. we're used to doing it every week. That's why. Exactly. It's like it's we, hard to come off of that. We need a new show. We need Atlanta back, and we don't know anything about that cast anymore. Still so nothing. Crazy. We still know nothing. What are we doing right now? I hope they're getting coins together so they can bring back all the heavy hitters that we need. Um, all right, guys. Well, Kendrick, thank you so much. 
Don't worry, guys. Kendrick will be back. We'll find. We'll we'll keep figuring something out. Yep. Um. But okay. Love you guys. Mean it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course, Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not... Bravo. She Speaks It All is available everywhere you get your podcasts, just like this show. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.